Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, a professor at Humber College and an editor-at-large at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we speak to Dan Rowe, a professor and program coordinator in Humber's journalism program, about traveling with a group of students to cover the U.S. Democratic primaries. Welcome back to NextCast, Dan. Thanks. Uh, you back. were here last year mm-hmm. to talk about uh, the documentary you had made together, your programs had made together. Yep. Um, what's going on with the documentary, by the way? Is it? Uh, um, my understanding is that it's been, uh, you know, sh- been shown to a lot of uh, community groups and in a lot of classes, specifically in uh, the the criminal justice and and uh, social and community services programs, um, and I know it's uh, Aaron's been working on uh, entering it into various like competitions and and uh, uh, things like that. So yeah, it's it's, oh, it's getting seen. That's so, excellent. <laughs> that, which is all I can ask for, I guess. Well, if uh, if anyone wants to learn more about that, just go back to that episode or look at the uh, eps- or issue of Next Magazine where we did a big story about that. Um, but in this episode, I want to talk to you about a trip you actually just got back from a couple days ago. Yeah, but a week and a half ago, two weeks, I guess. Yeah, two weeks, actually. Okay, so, not so. a couple days. No, <laughs> close enough, close enough. Uh, and this was to New Hampshire to go cover the primaries. Tell me a little bit how that came together. Sure. Um, so it was something that um, I wanted to do for a while. Um, I The first time I heard of a journalism school doing that was when I was um, – working on uh, my PhD at Syracuse University and a professor that I worked closely with there, she took a group of students while I was there um, to the to the New Hampshire primary and I was kind of sort of confused. I was like, how can you just take a bunch of students, you know, and get access to all these events, you know, where you have uh, future potential presidents uh, of the United States campaigning and so we had a long talk about it after she got back and uh, she explained sort of the pros and, and cons of it, and it was sort of something I kept in the back of my mind as uh, something that could really be a great um, experience. And in the last few years at, at Humber, and particularly in the Faculty of Media and Creative Arts, there's been much more sort of capacity and much more of a push for um, international trips, uh, even though New Hampshire doesn't feel super international uh, compared to some of the, the trips that, that people do. Um, and so I uh, pitched it uh, to... Um, through the process that, that's been set up in the faculty, um, but also you know did some work with uh, some of the the faculty, the part-time faculty that teach in the program, um, including uh, one professor, Sir Richard Warnica from the National Post, who in 2016 uh, for the Post covered uh, the primary. So I talked to him uh, a fair bit about you know his experiences there and how he thought it would work for for students um, and then also Angela Murphy uh, who's the foreign editor for the Globe and Mail about the possibility of sort of building a, a one-off kind of class to sort of surround uh, the trip so that it wasn't just uh, students going and, and kind of being um, political and or journalism tourists um, but that they were actually gaining some knowledge about how you know they would um, cover something if they had been assigned uh, to cover it um, and and what they might hopefully sort of learn from an experience uh, of, of both um, being there, observing it, and also working um, 
at, at the primaries. So just sort of outline this trip for us. How long was it and what were sure. these sort of expectations around it? So it was nine days long. Um, we arrived in New Hampshire the day of the Iowa caucuses. Um, and the idea was these that are the, these are the notorious now notorious <laughs> Iowa yeah. caucuses. Yeah, we had a plan actually. The first night was like to go out for dinner and watch the results come in, and like <laughs> nicely, you know, like a, a yeah. le- you know, we were gonna like kind of get together as a group and you know find a place to watch it, and and we did do that, and then there were no results. Uh, um, still, still, technically no real results. No real result. The idea was. Um, you know, for the sort of nine days leading or eight to nine days leading up to the actual vote in New Hampshire to go cover as many events as possible. And there were sort of two um, two or three sort of main kind of outcomes that we were looking for uh, in terms of like actual output or journalistic output. One was producing stories for uh, Skedline, which is uh, a site where we post uh, our students' work in sort of various formats. So the idea was the students could sort of write or produce any type of story um, that they wanted to, um, you know, and as many as they wanted to, you know, the, the thinking being that this was a really great opportunity to try lots of different types of stories. You know, some were event stories, some were talking to the supporters, some were, uh, you know, talking to the the colorful figures that kind of pop up around these events because of all the media attention that they get. We had one student who had a great time interviewing a um, a fringe candidate who goes by the name of Vermin Supreme. He wears <laughs> he wears a rubber boot on his head and just sort of <laughs> wanders around the periphery of all these events. So, all sorts of interesting characters who like show up at these at these events. Um, so to just write and produce as many stories as they want to get sort of as many reps and hopefully that would be useful for not just the experience but also for um, you know when they're applying for jobs. We will say that they've covered these um, this wide range of um, very prominent sort of political story. The second part was the stuff that they had to do for the class. Um, So um, Angela asked them to uh, sort of keep like kind of a journal uh, almost like sort of on a daily basis like what they what they learned what they saw things that they hope to sort of uh, do better on the next day um, so just kind of keeping track of like what they observed what they felt about their own sort of reporting um, process um, and then sort of in our if everything went smoothly the sort of third thing that we had in mind was um, you know helping out potentially with the globe's actual coverage of um, probably the the election night itself or primary night itself. Um, but if anything happened along the way, again, if we happen to be at an event and something unforeseen, either amusing um, or or serious happened and, and we were there, then, you know, um, Angela was sort of keeping tabs on what the students uh, were up to so that she could, you know, use it if, if that came to pass. It, nothing sort of, I guess, thankfully, <laughs> you know, happened that was too uh, uh, shocking or, or anything like that uh, at events that we were at. But they did get to help out um, with the, with, um, you know, filing some, some quotes and some details uh, on that uh, primary night uh, story that ended up running on the, I think, on the Globe's uh, oh, so some some actual student reported quotes got into a global yeah story. yeah and and that was a really great experience for them because they you know had like a tight deadline they had to worry about the uh, the copy editor and the web editor who were sitting back in in the newsroom in Toronto you know knowing that their shift was going to end at midnight and the quotes had to get to the reporter who was in um, at a different event uh, elsewhere in the state by a certain point so he could work them into his story um, and so that it could all get sort of uh, 
posted in in time. Um, so it, it kind of took the experience that they had of posting stories on our on our own site um, to sort of a very different uh, level. And how did this the students respond? How did this group of students respond to that experience, to that pressure? <laughs> uh, that to me is the most impressive and, and exciting thing to see. Like they. Um, I asked them in the in our, our car after we were driving in a in the uh, in the rental car headed headed home and I said you know how did you would you like to do that again like if I said we're going to if I handed them all tickets and said we're going to Nevada and we're going to do this again <laughs> and you're going to have deadlines to meet for the, the, the next set of votes they're like I would get on the plane right now and do that and they a couple of them said they really enjoyed like the the adrenaline rush of mm. of having to. You know, file quotes and and knowing that there were all these deadlines to meet, and that, and also the the the, the payoff of you know seeing their names uh, credited on the story, you know, a, a half hour or so after they actually filed um, filed the, the material. So, um, they they seem to really like that. And in general, you know, I was. Um, the most sort of rewarding thing for me was seeing the way that they responded to the whole sort of situation. Um, again, there's media from around the world. They're like, hi, I'm from Humber College and I'm reporting for Skedline. Can we get credentials? And and they sort of don't think that they should, you know, get those credentials. And they were getting them. Um, and they felt increasingly comfortable as the nine days went on talking to people um, about their own work like they sort of at first you know they would often feel when they were in like a press area they felt kind of strange to like take seats at a table they're like well <laughs> they're sort of like looking over their shoulder like well does someone else want this and then eventually they're you know like does someone you know is, is someone doing real work that's going to want to sit here and then eventually they're like let's get that table over there because it's really good and it's close to the the alleyway to the front so we can see you know get around the cameras and see the you know the speech when it starts if we want to um so they and started so, to get in the game. Of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they, at, again, at one point, they were like, I don't even, it doesn't even really feel like school. You know, they're like, it just feels like they're, they were doing work, um, <laughs> um, which in a lot of ways was the goal, you know, um, that they would feel uh, comfortable in a, a, a pressure-packed and very um, intense uh, situation like this and sort of forget the fact that they were students and just feel like um, reporters the, the, the doing the job that they're sort of um, studying for and training to be and, and feel like they were doing that instead of, you know, being a student and observing it. And what about yourself? If if someone had asked you that same question that you asked the students, you know, <laughs> would you get on a plane or get in a bus and go cover uh, Nevada right now? Or were you um, ready, to, ready for your own bed by the end of that? Um... Yeah, I was ready. To, I was ready to get home. Uh, it was. It was a really. I enjoyed the experience. Um, again, seeing the students grow, and and also, you know, there were four students that traveled uh, with me, so the ratios were really good in terms of being able to. Um, uh, to to talk to them, you know, about different things that would come up, um, and also just you know the, the quick sort of reaction times, like we'd after you know, covering an event, um, and often they'd be writing a story while they were working at an event, and then we'd all, again, jump in the van and drive off to, like, whatever our next sort of stop for the day was, and before they put the music on, you know, I'd get to, they would, I would ask them some questions, um, or I'd mention something that came up that maybe they should do at the next stop, um, you know, and, and that was kind of a really 
effective way to, <laughs> to teach, weirdly enough, um, because you were able to sort of in the moment sort of give them kind of not even like the specific feedback, but the general feedback um, and talk about what happened instead of like making notes and say, OK, I need to talk about this next week and hope that by the time we meet next week, something else doesn't happen that's right. more important to talk about right. or, um, you know, that, that the students that this most affected are actually going to be in class next week. Like it was really useful to be able to go to something uh, you know, report on it in real time and then kind of uh, talk about it immediately after and, and talk about not just what they did and what they could do differently, but also how they sort of felt about it. Right. <laughs> too. To have that um, focus, too, where they're yeah. not going back to their own lives, their own jobs, their own friends and family. They're actually, they just have this one job. Yeah, it was it was all they had to do. And um, I kept saying, too, along the way, it's like, you know, if you want to take some time, because our days were often... The shortest ones were probably like eight or 10 hours, and then they were sometimes 12 to 15 and sometimes longer. And I kept saying, you know, like, you don't have to come to everything. If you want to take a, a morning off or an evening off, you know, we can we can manage that, um, and, and you're welcome to do that. And as it went on, they were increasingly, like, wanted to start the day earlier because, hmm. again, it was like that's what they were there for. Um, and, again, it didn't feel like they were – some of them published more stories – in that nine-day stretch than they would normally in like a semester-long class um, because they were there and they were sort of focused on it, um, like you said, and 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 that really, I think, helped with with both on the teaching side and on, on the learning side of things. Well, that's uh, that's incredibly impressive. And when this episode goes up, uh, we'll link to those those stories and, and let people read those those student-written stories from the scene. I'm also just as interested in how that novelty candidate uh, that you were in. Ver- Vermin Supreme, yeah. Vermin Supreme. He may, he may take it all. He you never know. Come back, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dan, for coming back on NextCast. It's been great to have you. It's good. Thanks. This episode of NextCast was produced by me for Humber Press with moral support from Kristen Valois. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of the magazine, go to humberpress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at humberpress.com. And to suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email humberpress at humber.ca. That's humberpress, all one word, at humber.ca. Thanks, and see you next time. That is still not a pun.